This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com here in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Julia. All right, so lots to discuss, as usual. Of course, your calls take precedence if you make them. Also, we'll bring stuff to the table uh, tonight, some scummy Ron Paul tactics. Uh, Julia can tell us about that. But also uh, in the news, unfortunately, and this is news you're not going to see anywhere else, is our friend Derek J. And former, at this point, former co-host on Tuesday nights. Uh, he's The only reason he's not a co-host here is because he's in jail. And up until today, he has been on house arrest, which is the reason why he hasn't been here uh, in the studio with us up till today. But it was this afternoon uh, at 5 p.m. was his deadline to turn himself in. Otherwise, he would face 540 days in a cage because he's turned himself in uh, due to the plea deal that he took. He'll be spending 75. Now, I thought it was going to be 50, but it turns out it's going to be 75 because it's 50 for the sentence that he's receiving, which is a 90-day sentence. It's actually a 540-day sentence with all but 90 suspended. And uh, so 90 days in, he gets two-thirds for the good time rule. So if he's a good little boy inside, he'll get out after 60. He's been in for 10 days already in pretrial confinement. So there's credit there. So we thought it was going to be 50, but that's because he thought that these, the fine was going to be suspended as well. But they didn't suspend that part of the fine. So there's over $1,000 in fines. And in New Hampshire, that's 50 bucks a day. You can sit out the fine in a jail cell. Uh, so he'll be in there for 75 days, right, ar- right around there, presuming, again, he gets good time. So a number of us went off with him this afternoon, and you know he called his, uh, his family and said goodbye. And, uh, and of course, you know, there's a video camera. You know, they were around, so there's footage of this. And a number of us went out, accompanied him to the jail. He kind of gave one last, uh, I guess, parting goodbye to the, the camera, gave a quick quick speech about what what was going on and then he went in and checked into the keen spiritual retreat as we like to call it here now for those of you who don't know what we're talking about uh, Derek J has been hosting this show for several months uh, for I don't not quite a year but probably a good chunk of the last year and he's great he's so, so talented uh, really great behind a, a microphone and also a really brave activist he moved up here to keen as part of the free state project last year i think it was around april when he came to town and he had moved up from philly was living in the the gaberhood in philly and was looking for i think something and i don't want to put words in his mouth there's going to be a movie coming out soon that's going to really allow him to tell his own story but was looking for something different. Philly is this huge place. It's hard to really make an impact, and there are terrible things happening there. You've got the stop and frisks, uh, which I think we've probably talked about at some point in the past. I'm I'm not sure. I do know that Philadelphia has among the worst taxes in that really? I've ever heard of. Yes, I used to work in payroll, and Philadelphia or Pennsylvania was like the state that was the worst. They have, um, in many cases, city taxes. And oh, yes. county taxes and state. These are all income taxes Jeez. and federal. So, yeah, I mean, it's just big cities. It's hard to have a real impact. Yeah, there's a lot happening. No doubt about it. There's, of course, you know, plenty of nightlife and there's a lot going on in a city. Uh, but there, it's also the government guys. They're just so 
stuck where they are. They're they're not going to be released by any sort of protest. There's not going to be any change that's going to result from any amounts of you know occupying or protesting or whatever it is that uh, you're going to do. Run for political office. It's just there's too there are too few liberty lovers in an ultra populated area. So he moved out here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. He was pretty jazzed out by or jazzed up by what had been happening specifically here in Keene, and uh, he made the move here because there's a lot of kind of civilly disobedient, non-cooperative activism that tends to go on here, and obviously that's going to attract a certain type of person. And so it attracted Derek J, which was great. And in fact, I think it was uh, Dave Ridley's RidleyReport.com. Uh, that led him here. And of course, Dave Ridley is a videographer who does video journalism from here in New Hampshire and kind of follows some of what's going on with the activists and also some political news. And he does a great job of it. And so freekeen.com is uh, my blog site. I advertise Freekeen with Dave Ridley. So that's, you know, Dave talks about Freekeen and he covers some of the things going on out here. And so therefore, that's how Derek came across what was happening. So he made the move and got immediately plugged into the network of activists here. And of course, that's always a lot of fun because there's just stuff like this just doesn't happen in other places. So it's really unique. And got excited and started he's a doer like he got out there without anybody suggesting him anything just got out there started recording uh started reporting on his experiences of of being an activist here and at some point decided to throw a dance party where he basically set up uh you know a small stereo in the local park in the gazebo and mark was there that night i was in jail at that time so unfortunately, I couldn't attend. But Mark was there. He said he stood maybe about 30 or 40 feet away from the gazebo, and he said he could, you could barely hear the music. So it wasn't a loud dance party at all. It was just people gathering peacefully in the park, and the cops decided to come out and crack down on it. Uh, they claimed they had a, a noise complaint, and they came there with multiple police officers. They ended up arresting Derek, who attempted to keep the equipment that he'd brought to the park. The cops were trying to confiscate it because some other... I guess kid in the park had said it was his equipment, so the cops believed this uh, person who's known to be kind of a, a liar, uh, young young person who does not have the best track record, who also just happened to be in the park that evening. They were arresting him, and he told them that it was his equipment, so they didn't believe Derek or anyone else who was standing around when they were told that it wasn't. They arrested him, and as they were taking him away, uh, they did use uh, some force to arrest him, and then when he wouldn't get in the car immediately for them because he would, was asking a question, I believe, they pepper sprayed him, or one of the officers pepper sprayed him. And of course, there's video footage of all this. Uh, he ended up getting uh, bailed out on that, got arrested shortly thereafter for possessing marijuana in a civil disobedience act in that, that very same park. Uh, And then proceeded to be arrested later on down the line for trespassing at the local courthouse after being banned. And finally, for not pulling over fast enough for uh, for a cop as he was on his bicycle. So he's literally had five uh, arrests. I had only gone through four of them. There was another one. He had a video camera in the local court uh, building. They arrested him for that, too. So he had all these charges building up over about a year's time. And... The last ones, he didn't expect to happen, I don't think, at all. So he ended up getting way more charges than he expected to get. Kind of got in uh, too deep. And even as somebody who doesn't advocate taking the plea deal, and he doesn't, he, he advocates not taking the plea deal, uh, he, he took the deal because it was the only way to get these 11 charges off, off of his plate. 
it was way too overwhelming to deal with it all at once. And if he gets convicted of one of these things, and of course it's disorderly conduct, so he's likely to get convicted. It's one of these catch-all charges. If he gets convicted of one of them, they take him to a jail cell, and then he's got to prepare for trial from the inside of a jail cell, which of course makes it even less likely that you're going to succeed if you're, you know, if you don't have access to the internet, case law, all kinds of things like that. There's no way you're going to make it at trial. So he decided to go ahead and take the deal, serve the 75 days, and once he gets out, he'll have a year's uh, suspended sentence. So it'll be several hundred more days suspended for a year. And basically his plan is he's going to go around the country uh, on a tour. So we've had LibertyOnTour.com before with uh, Pete Nadamo and some other uh, folks have kind of toured around the country and visited different places and uh, brought some activism ideas down and got together with other liberty-minded folks in those areas. And that has resulted in you know community building and people meeting folks who maybe they otherwise wouldn't have met. So I think Derek's going to fo- follow sort of a similar plan where he's going to go travel around the country and, and at the same time you know meet with people and talk about his experience of doing activism uh, in the Shire, which is where we are. And he moved here as, again as part of the Free State Project. So I think that's cool. He's got a plan, right? So he's going to jail. He's going to unfortunately be there for not quite three months, but he's going to be there for a while. And then after that, he has sold a bunch of his stuff. He's given a bunch of his stuff away before he went into jail. And then after that, he'll be going on a tour. And it's kind of going to be an exile tour because he's going to be on suspended sentence here. So he figures he'd rather not be here in the Shire while they've kind of got it out for him and go somewhere else. So it could be a real good publicity thing. And I think there's an exciting future for Derek J. And we'll hopefully continue to hear from him. He's got the studio line in the jail cell. I don't think we'll hear from him tonight, but at some point he'll likely give us a call. More coming up. Free Talk Live. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. They're completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we're here courtesy of the Free State Project, one of our longest-running, the longest-running sponsor of this program, Free State Project. Uh, is the reason why you and I are here in New Hampshire, Julia, and also over a 1,000 other people are here as well because there are over 12,000 people who've said they're going to come here and there's a number of them that have already made the move we are some of the earlier movers Uh, these are folks who are dedicated to the ideas of liberty people who want to achieve liberty in their lifetime and who are willing to do something to actually achieve that goal and so the idea is to concentrate activism in one place because if you look at the liberty movement it's getting bigger there's no doubt about it Ron Paul is feeding into this frenzy of people coming across the ideas of liberty again because a lot of these ideas are pretty old uh, but people it's time that they become popular hopefully that's what we're working towards i mean it makes sense because as more as the government continues to grow and more and more people are being intruded upon 
You know sure. what I mean? It's much easier to to see it and to understand it when you've personally been affected. And obviously more and more people are affected every day. Absolutely. And uh, you, you look at the prison populations in this country and the jail populations. It's tr- tremendous the amount of folks who've seen the inside of a government cage. So some people are pretty frustrated. They're frustrated by the fact that where they live doesn't seem like there's much going on. Where you live, perhaps, it doesn't seem like there's much going on as far as activism is concerned. Yeah, there's Ron Paul. But what else? Really? Is there anything else going on that's really exciting to you where you live? Because if not, maybe you should consider getting together with other people like Derek J. And But if, you know, civil disobedience isn't your thing or non-cooperation, there's all kinds of political action going on here, not to mention media creation. Obviously, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, but there's a lot of folks that are involved in the political process. There's the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance doing great work in the state house, doing things that are not done in any of the other 49 states. They're looking at all of the legislation that uh, that is up for possibly being passed. They're grading it. They're putting out report cards about all the state reps and the senators and how they voted each year. That's a lot of work. No kidding. There are a bunch of people volunteering uh, for this particular organization. It's something actually that people can do. Maybe you're on the outside looking in. Maybe you feel like, oh, I would love to go to New Hampshire, but I'm just tied down where I am because of my job or my family. There's a lot of reasons why people don't come here. But maybe you're really jazzed up by what's happening here in New Hampshire and you want to help from the outside. You can help with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. You don't have to live in New Hampshire to read state bills and help decide how people should vote on them or vote, you know, to kind of collect statistics on these uh, state representatives and folks like that. So there are certainly things that people can do on the outside. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this uh, group. It's a, it's an awesome concept. Uh, it's why I moved to New Hampshire. So freestateproject.org is where you can go, and you'll learn more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival happening in June 18th through the 24th. You can go there at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C. F-E-S-T dot com. Unfortunately, our friend Derek J is not going to be out of jail until well after Porkfest is over at this point. So he's going to miss it. And maybe during Porkfest, we'll be able to get some folks here in Keene because sometimes people come visit here in, in the Keene area before after Porkfest. It'd be a good time to go up and have a nice group visitation for uh, for Derek J. Right. That might be nice. So uh, Derek Jay's in jail. We're going to keep you updated as that situation develops. He's definitely, you know, approaching it from as positive a perspective as possible. He's looking at it as time to, you know, focus on himself and and read and, you know, really trying to approach it from a a positive spiritual retreat kind of uh, approach. Because I think that when you go to jail uh, as somebody who's done it for 58 days, so he'll be in for much longer than I was. Uh, but as somebody who's done it for 58 days here in Cheshire County, it's important to approach these things and try to stay positive about it. Because if you let yourself get into a negative mindset, if you're going to be angry, you're going to exude that when you're in the jail. That could result in you know you being more likely to get in a fight or something like that. Uh, because people pick up on those those sorts of vibes. So approaching it from a positive perspective, I think increases the likelihood that your experience there is going to be positive because it's jail i mean jail sucks you'd rather not be there who really wants to be in jail not even the guards want to be in jail but if you can at least come come at it from a positive perspective you're better off for it that's at least been my experience and it's hard too because when it's difficult for somebody who's on the outside, for instance. When you're inside, you've got a loved one on the outside or loved ones on the outside or people who are counting on you, uh, like at a workplace, for instance. It can be very difficult to be on the inside and knowing how 
upset folks can be on the outside and how you know they're not being able to kind of handle everything as well perhaps without you there or you're being concerned about that it can be difficult to keep a positive mindset in jail but i think it's a it's a challenge worth uh worth striving toward and so i guess we'll you know we'll get to find out from derek j when he calls in how that experience is going for him and whether or not he's able to stay positive on the inside we'll find out what sort of things they're having him do in there because unfortunately one of the for, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, uh, they basically consider you an unpaid slave for the county. And if they want to put you to work, you have to do what they tell you to or else you'll lose your good time. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a bad thing, though. I mean, you're just sitting in a cell. Depends, right? So like, like if I was sitting in a cell and I got to go outside, you know, sure. even if I was doing work, it would still be nice to be outside. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. However, there's a few jobs that I would have found undesirable, for instance. Like, uh, I, I would much rather have been working in the kitchen than mowing. A, I think they mowed a mountain at one point. And that sounded just absolutely backbreaking and awful. <laughs> yeah. So. So I was grateful to be uh, working in the kitchen and you know being able to access food in a way that was not typical for the average uh, for the average prisoner. So we'll learn more about what's going on with Derek J. And of course, he's going to be blogging from the inside of jail. He actually already sent himself, which is really smart. Uh, he sent himself mail in jail. So today, after he checked in, he had some pre-written. Uh, envelopes that he had had us drop off in a mailbox for him so within a couple days he'll actually have pencil or he'll he'll have plenty of paper he'll probably be able to get a pencil or something like that from the the jail guards and probably get a a um, uh, i don't think you can't send yourself stamps because they're worried about lsd being on the back of them so does anyone do that anymore I don't know. I have no idea. That's what they're you know, paranoid what's about. What's funny about that is LSD in jail sounds horrible. Like that's the lot. Like wait till you get out and then do the LSD, <laughs> right? Like you really want to do LSD in jail? I don't know. It doesn't I, sound like a good trip. <laughs> I, it's not, I like to look at pretty things. Yeah, no doubt about that. Not cell walls. Yeah, to- I totally understand where you're coming from there. But if you're in for a lo- for a long time, uh, it's. There's a lot of drug use in jail for for a reason because it's pretty it's pretty dull in there for a lot of guys. But then again, uh, does LSD show up on a drug test? You'd have to specifically be testing for it, and so most standard urine tests do not. Right, because there's an there's a urine test there, and I recall looking at the the different indicators. I don't think I saw I think about that LSD. Uh, urine test tests for five main drugs. Like the standard yeah. issue urine test is uh, marijuana. Opiates, like a BPT amphetamine. On there as well. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know myself. Probably uh, barbiturates. Maybe eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line coming up. Police tactics against protesters include sexual assault. We'll explain what that's all about. Eight five five four fifty free. Plus more shenanigans being played against the Ron Paul supporters at the Nevada convention. We'll explain what happened there. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves as well and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number is 855-453-free. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Once again, 855-453-free. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com takes you there. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Plus, we'll post some show prep uh, articles there as well. So some of the stuff we talk about on the air, you'll be able to see it over at bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at the top of our banner column over at uh, at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI over at freetalklive.com. Again, the toll-free number here tonight, 855-453-FREE. You're welcome to uh, inquire regarding Derek J. He went to jail, uh, checked in this afternoon, uh, his check-in time at the spiritual retreat was 5 o'clock, and we had him there by four uh, 4.50, so kind of hung out outside for a few minutes, shot some last-minute footage, and then walked him inside, and he'll be there for the next 75 days. Hopefully, he will check in with us. He's got the studio line, so once he gets classified, uh, he, he should be able to call us pretty much uh, any night. So hopefully, we'll hear from him sooner rather than later, and everything will go smoothly. We'll give you details on how to get in touch with him. He'll uh, I don't know if he's up yet on mailtojail.com, but he likely will be tonight, so we'll keep you informed. It's mailtojail.com. That's a great way you can actually write to Derek because Mail to Jail handles all of the frustrating part of writing a letter and that you don't have to print it, you don't have to stuff the envelope, you don't have to stamp it, you don't have to address it. All you've got to do is write the letter. So you can go to mailtojail.com. Again, Derek is not there yet, but I will definitely let you know when he's available there. Our number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. And by the way, when you write somebody in jail, it makes a huge difference. Even if they don't know who you are, uh, if you can write and tell your story or tell how you feel about what Derek did in, in Keene, that would be really useful. Plus, uh, there's going to be a movie coming out. And I don't know to what extent we've talked about this on the air but we're going to talk about it a lot more in the future because I'm so excited by it. It's going to be called Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. And of course, he's going to jail for throwing a dance party, smoking some cannabis, going to court, and riding his bicycle. So no one was hurt or threatened to be hurt or defrauded at any point in Derek's year-long activism stint here in Keene. And he's going to jail for 75 days. He's got over 500 days suspended. He's got over $1,000 in fines. I think it may be $2,000 in fines suspended. So that's all hanging over his head as an axe. There's a huge story to be told in just the last year's worth of his activism alone. And the great part about it is he's here in Keene. So he's around all kinds of people who are willing to record what's going on are willing to be there to back him up and of course he's been there for us as well recording and backing us up and so because of that there's video cameras everywhere there's multiple angles in some cases of some of the things that happened uh, to Derek and to some of the other people around here so we've had all kinds of coverage of what happened with Derek J over the last year 
And so we were talking just a, just a couple of weeks ago about something that could be done here. Let's let's make a documentary film about Derek's experience. And Derek loved the idea, and so I made it happen. Put some money behind it. Hired an editor. Uh, one of the guys that moved up here from Florida last year is a professional uh, video editor, so he's willing to basically donate his time. I mean, it it was it did not cost a lot to to put this together. I mean, all the footage has been shot. Uh, Derek J basically had to record a, a voiceover within the last few days. So he cut all that audio. Our editor's putting it all together. We actually just screened a preview of it tonight. Again, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. We'll have a website out for it probably sometime this week. So we'll keep you in the loop about that. I don't think it's going to be available for order for a little while as far as like on DVD or Blu-ray because we would need someone to fulfill those orders. And I don't know if anybody's going to be able to pick up that ball. But what we're thinking is maybe after Derek gets out and goes on his tour uh, that he might go ahead and take some DVDs around with him. So wherever he goes, he could have his his own DVD to sell uh, to kind of make money to keep him going on the tour, to keep gas in his tank and food in his belly and kind of keep him going around. So that might be a good way to, to propel his next project. But we're definitely going to give it away and you know put it on YouTube, HD quality on YouTube. I'm going to look into what it takes to get it on uh, Netflix and Hulu and these other popular video distribution services. So that way people who aren't connected with our movement can come across what Derek J has done and that all of this time that he'll be sitting in a jail cell won't be completely useless. So that's something that is in the works right now. The uh, rough cut that we saw was premiered today. You didn't get to see it, Julia. You were no. at work. Uh, but I did get to see it, and I was really impressed. I thought it looked great. It didn't have any of the titles or any of the music yet, but it, it had all... Basically, the structure of the film was down, and... The, How long is it? It's a... I commissioned a full 90-minute documentary. Hmm. Like, I didn't want this to be some quickie 20-minute deal or 30 minutes, because I knew that we had so much footage. I mean, there's so much that happened just involving Derek J., uh, last year that I knew we'd have more than enough footage just to just if we just put footage together it would have been 90 minutes let alone doing interviews of people which I think we might do some of that stuff but ultimately it's not really necessary you've got Derek J as the narrator and all the footage of uh, of what happened we'll have plenty of it plus we you know with all the extra footage we could put it all on a DVD and make a, a hell of a DVD with a with a bunch of extras so there's a lot of uh, possible irons in the fire with that but Derek J's victimless crime spree is coming and it will be available for free online. And of course, we'll encourage people to distribute it far and wide. You know, Derek J is totally cool with not charging anything for it and just putting it out there and letting people cop, you know, because in intellectual property, we don't believe in that stuff. So you'll be able to download it, burn it, distribute it, whatever. 855 450 free is the number here. Uh, so, more coming uh, as we learn it about this Derek J's victimless crime spree. We'll keep you in the loop. Of course, we'll keep you in the loop about what's going on with Derek J. Do you feel like I've covered uh, pretty much everything that happened with Derek J today, Julia? Uh, yeah, right, I guess. Cool, because it's a big deal for me. I think he is just such a talented guy. And it's He's definitely the last person who belongs in a jail cell he is so so nice such a, a nice positive person and you're absolutely right he doesn't belong in a jail cell it's horrible what these people are doing to him and all of it because he's an activist all of it because he stood up for his rights because he took the time to create some events that uh, were popular i mean people were at this dance party that that he had and they were quietly enjoying the evening and the cops came in and just just cracked down on him 
And maybe they're even more violent with him than everybody else because he's gay. That's total speculation on my part. But uh, I think it may be a factor because they've treated Derek for at least some of them. Yeah, I, th- I think they've treated Derek much more harshly than they've treated any other activist that I've seen up here. And he is going to be in for the longest sentence of any activist in this area. There's another gentleman who's over at uh, mailtojail.com that has been sitting in a jail cell for longer than Derek. He's in on a six month contempt of court sentence. His name is uh, Wes. And you, you can write to him right now over at mailtojail.com. I know he'd appreciate hearing from you. Luckily, Wes, uh, who's, by the way, he was sentenced to six months because he missed a court date. I think he missed a couple court dates. So when you're disobedient, that's the real crime in America. There, there are guys who go into these jails for 20 days for DUI, for three days for DUI. And you've got somebody who misses a court date or two put in for six months. So you tell me what the real crime is in this country. The real crime is when you don't do what they say. When you say things that they don't want you to say, they want to put a stop to that. I have mixed opinions about DUIs. I think generally DUI, I think DUI should be legal, actually. I think uh, driving under the influence should not be a crime unless you're actually putting people in danger. What would I care if there's some drunk guy going 10 miles an hour on the side of the road as he's trying to get home? That wouldn't put anyone in danger. But the drunk guy's not going to go 10 miles an hour right now because it'll be obvious that he's drunk or something's wrong and he'll get pulled over. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. Again, freetalklive.com. If you'd like, you can support this program by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll be able to enter Amazon. Different Amazons for different areas of the world. We've got uh, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, and of course Amazon US. Click into the one that's right for you and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. So whatever it is that you're looking to buy, they probably sell it. They even sell groceries at Amazon. So you can go to amazon.freetalklive.com and you can place your order there and feel good because Free Talk Live is getting a portion of your purchase price. Once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. They'll take you right to the Amazon links. Shop dot freetalklive.com again our toll-free number here tonight 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll-free line uh continuing to bring you news about our friend and former co-host Derek J who is now available over at mailtojail.com that was fast uh thanks to Jay behind the site who is doing a great job he's taken over mail to jail from Mike Barsky who originally created the site and ran it for a number of years and Jay's doing a great job uh, getting it done and 
if you get a chance, drop him uh, some coin. He's got a Bitcoin donate link on the right-hand side of mailtojail.com. There's also a Dwala donate link, so two different donation options for you because stamps aren't cheap. And plus, there's labor involved in stuffing all those envelopes, and you know, got to print out the the letters, and there's toner involved in that. So there are costs definitely involved in uh, in running mailtojail.com. So if you appreciate the fact that you can just drop by mailtojail.com, bang out an email to Derek J, copy and paste whatever you want in there, and have somebody else do the footwork for you, I think it's worth the, a donation. I've donated quite a bit to uh, mail to jail Mail2Jail.com. That's where you can go to write Derek J. He is in jail for the next 75 days at least. So plenty of time to write to him, and I'm sure he will be writing you back as soon as he can get his hands on some stamps. I left him with 50 bucks in his pocket for a commissary account, and there are also ways to donate to his commissary account online as well. So all those details are coming. We'll, of course, post, post any updates on the blog where Derek J normally posts, which is freekeen.com, and that's where you'll see any blog posts from inside the jail. Because one of the one of the neat services that mailtojail.com offers is if you write something while you're in jail and you send it to mail to jail, so you send it to the mail to jail address, then Jay or somebody else at mail to jail will take that letter and then transcribe it into digital form and then that can be posted at say freekeen.com or wherever so for the shire activists here that's yet another part of the support network that exists for people who are willing to take take some risks for people that are willing to do non-cooperation or civil disobedience there is that support network out there mail to jail is only supporting activists in in new hampshire and that's because this is where you should go if you want to be active, if you want to have support and support of some of the most innovative and fun-loving and nice people that uh, that you've probably ever met. And, of course, if you go to Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, that's where you can learn more about a great opportunity you'll have to meet people like Wes, who's currently in jail but will be out in time for Porkfest. He's confirmed to me that he'll absolutely be attending and so looking forward to uh, to seeing him again. And, and, of course, all kinds of new folks who are constantly coming up here to, to check this place out. Somebody called uh, Pork 411 today talking about how they wanted to visit the Keene area. And so they got a call back and, you know, they're, come on up. You know, we'll have a lunch for you or something like that. So there's all kinds of opportunities for, for people to get involved. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Unfortunately, just to the south of us here is Massachusetts. And I can tell you... That it is not uh, one of the best places to be if you love liberty. Amazingly, though, some people who are liberty-oriented don't seem to want to leave. But there's a, there's news out of Massachusetts about a bake sale ban. So you want to live in a place where the government really has it in for controlling every aspect of your life? Massachusetts would be a good place to go. It's where uh, old Mitt Romney uh, lives and is uh, is was the governor, I guess. And so remember, whenever you put the government in charge of health care... It's not going to be too long before they start telling you what you can and can't eat. I hate Massachusetts. Like, I'm saying that not even from a government perspective, but, and I think it's part of kind of New Hampshire culture is like, ugh, Massachusetts down below. Mm -hmm. Like, Boston is okay because it's the only really big, and it's not even big city in the area. But I feel like whenever I cross over to Massachusetts, which is pretty frequently, 
the clouds like just come out. You know what I mean? Like it's sunny in, Ma- in New Hampshire, and then I come out, and they just they just come in, and it gets really dark. And I drive <laughs> through these dismal old towns in Massachusetts, and I just think, gosh, I, this would be depressing to live here. You'd think people would want to get the heck out of there, but it's it's amazing how difficult it can be to convince people even to just move up to New Hampshire from Massachusetts. Moving is hard. It takes effort. Lots of it. Well, yeah. Look, hey, if you want to be free, that's going to take effort. I'm not saying it's an right? excuse. I'm saying that, you know, it's, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of people don't much, want to put forth the effort. No doubt. If moving is too much effort for you, you're going to have a real tough time going up against the state. So that's one of the nice things about the Free State Project movement is it requires action right from the get-go. And if you're not willing to take that kind of action, good luck out there. 855-450-FREE-FRANK is in New York. We'll tell you more about the the bake sale ban going on in Massachusetts in a moment. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Frank in New York. I thought I would, uh, you know, uh, give some thoughts about upcoming uh, presidential races. Sure. What seems to be going on in the United States. As I mentioned last night, a friend of mine last week uh, in the Illuminati mentioned that Kissinger had spoken to the vice premier of China, the same person Hillary Clinton apparently uh, turned off last week on her state visit. Uh, And basically, Kissinger assured the Chinese that Jeb Bush would be the presidential uh, candidate and the president in... Uh, Jeb Bush, when? George W. Bro- George W. Bush's Wait, brother. When this you know, year or 2016? Of, repeat. Or, this year or 2016? No, no. This will be uh, 2013. What's going to happen huh? at the Republican National Convention is that none of the contenders will have enough on the first ballot uh, to pick up the nomination, including Ron Paul. So what will happen is after the first ballot is cast. Uh, the G- uh, the uh, GOP will look for a favorite son, and they'll draft uh, Jeb Bush. And what's interesting, Jeb also met with the vice premier of China over the last uh, few months, uh, discussing economic programs and what would happen. But Kissinger apparently, it was Henry Kissinger that allegedly mentioned this, you know, to the uh, Chinese. Wow. And what's interesting about it is... And you're saying you heard this from your friend... Who is allegedly also in the Illuminati with you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but actually, I'm sort of uh, more of a what would you call sort of like a clown, as opposed to someone that has real power and substance. Uh huh. Right. And what's interesting about it is it makes perfect sense. But also the fact that uh, so wait, hold be... on, Frank. You don't think Romney's going to go into this with uh, with a win at the at the no, convention? He won't. And it's been engineered this way from the beginning. You know, apparently. Why would they do that? Why would they engine that, that, that? This is quite the conspiracy theory. So, why would they engineer from the beginning to pop Jeb, Jeb Bush in at the last minute? Well, apparently, after George W. alienated so many people with his two terms, uh, the American people weren't ready for another uh, Bush in the White House. So, Obama became sort of uh, uh, an intermediate candidate that would actually be president for a short term. And also, you'll notice that Obama has lost the support of the progressives and the liberals that supported him in the beginning. With his, he certainly should. I mean, I imagine there are still people out there with draconian legislation. Sure, and his warmongering. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And and his warmongering. Although I still see people out there with Obama stickers on their car who, you know, can I say something else? What's interesting? Last week, 
it was Benjamin Netanyahu who announced that uh, he would be dissolving parliament, uh, I guess, at the end of, uh, you know, during the summer, and they would have elections to have a new government in Israel. And it looks as if, uh, with this new government, then Israel and the United States will be attacking Iran. So it, it looks very interesting. And also you'll notice on Sunday, uh, Sarkozy lost his uh, presidential bid for re-election. So Sarkozy won't be, uh, you know, re-elected or he won't be president of France. So but real quick, uh, Frank, we're short, we're short on time for, the, for this hour. Frank, we're short on time. But uh, I just wanted to recap what you said. It's your prediction, it's a pretty big predi- prediction, that uh, at the Republican convention, Jeb Bush will walk away with the nomination. Correct. And now, he will be president because the firm that handles the voting machines is in a sense controlled by specific interests. So in a sense, it will be impossible to do a recount. Uh, Fascinating, Frank. Keep us in the loop with uh, anything else you hear. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. It's a pretty unbelievable theory. Do you think it'll happen? 855-450-FREE. Bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. My wife got her vase of flowers from proflowers.com this week, and they've been slowly blooming and opening up, and it's been really a, a nice experience to have them sitting on the counter. They're, they're there right now as we speak, and, you know, Mother's Day's coming up. It's something you got to think about. You're going to have to confront Mother's Day, because if you don't have a gift, you're going to look silly. You can have, you know, as quick as just picking up the telephone and calling 800 Pro Flowers at PRO Flowers, you can get mom a really beautiful arrangement. They've got the 100 blooms for mom, and it's it's a great arrangement. It's a 50% savings off the normal price. All you have to do is go to the website and check it out. It's true at proflowers.com, and it's, it's a wonderful vase. You go to proflowers.com, check out the 100 blooms, get that for mom. You can also upgrade. It's a $19.95, um, or you can upgrade for $10 more for a better vase and some chocolates. And that's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type it in at FTL. And remember, Free Talk Live, this is our first time working with Pro Flowers, and we'd love to make a great showing, and I'm counting on my podcast listeners to help me out. It's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone. Type in FTL. Mother's Day Sunday. Order now. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. The toll-free number, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. We just last hour barely touched on a story out of Massachusetts. And Julia, you said you hate Massachusetts. I do. You actually used to work down in Massachusetts for a little while when you were working at Panera Bread. No, I'm... no, no. I trained down there for like a, two weeks. Okay. Well, I thought you had worked at the, the store there while you were training. But... I did, but it was only for two weeks. Okay. Well, you've worked in Massachusetts. And uh, so, you know, you've spent a little bit, probably spent a little more time down there uh, than, than I have. I try not to leave the Shire at all because I know how uh, it's far more dangerous to be in a place like New York or Massachusetts. I mean, f- friends of ours have been arrested in those places just for having a firearm, for instance. So it's just a, not a friendly place to be. And now it won't be friendly for anybody that wants to run a bake sale. According to, at least if you want to run one at a school, this is according to the Boston Herald, bake sales, the calorie-laden standby cash, uh, st- 
the calorie-laden standby for cash-strapped classrooms, PTAs, and booster clubs they rely on will be outlawed from public schools as of August 1st as part of a new no-nonsense nutrition standard, forcing fundraisers back to the blackboard to cook up alternative ways to raise money for kids. Now, Julia, I know that uh, you've been focused recently on looking at uh, your health and kind of looking into um, nutrition, and you've been doing a lot of research on that, and you've been working on, you've been doing a lot of home cooking, for instance. Yeah. You're really, I think, way more educated on this whole nutrition thing than I am. I mean, is having a bake sale such a bad thing? I mean, no, because you have the option to buy or not. Like, I wouldn't buy anything from a bake sale because if I'm going to eat baked goods, you know, I I would prefer to make them and just kind of, I don't like buying stuff from grimy little kids, you know? (laughs) Well, maybe it wouldn't be grimy kids. Maybe it'd be the. There's just something about like some packaged. I just personally, that's like a pet peeve of mine. I like. So you've never bought anything from a bake sale before? No, I don't think so. What what if you were buying from a nice old lady? Because it may not be a kid. It may be his Yeah, his but you don't know. Uh, I like to... You're just too paranoid, huh? I'm not paranoid. I just don't like it. It's a mental image in my head that I don't like, you know? Of you eating someone else's food that you don't know? Well, it's it's like the way it's packaged usually. It's kind of like a, they're smushed on top of each other. I can just... <laughs> what I'm picturing, I don't like. <laughs> Well, I can say I bought from bake sales before, and I'm still here. So I'm not, you know, I'm not like right. really into baked goods, and I kind yeah. of never you used have to been. Be. I I don't know about that. Anyway, so uh, baked goods for sale not going to happen if we're talking about a school. At minimum, the clampdown targets so-called competitive foods; those sold or served during the school day in hallways, cafeterias, stores, and vending machines outside the regular lunch program, including bake sales holiday parties, and treats dished out to reward academic achievement. I mean, who who can't go back in their memories from childhood and remember the holiday parties that they might have had at school? Yeah, that's creepy. Some mom brought in, uh, you know, cupcakes or whatever. You know... Wait, is it bringing in cupcakes that's creepy too? No, I'm saying it's creepy that they can't have it. Like, it's well, really... Well, they can still have their holiday party, but you just can't have cupcakes. Well, there. that's part of the holiday party. Not anymore. <laughs> Not in Massachusetts. Well... It's it's interesting that you bring this up because I frequently will see sort of comments on Facebook or just online. You know, you know, a lot of people who like to eat healthy themselves will say things like, "I think it's cruel and unusual punishment, criminal." I've heard it called uh, child abuse to feed your kid unhealthy food, and I totally wow. disagree, one hundred percent, because. You know, I think part of being a kid is eating junk food. You know, it's what I remember. Some there's some treats that I really liked as a kid. You've that, got a sweet tooth when you're a kid, right? I mean, how it is. Um, I I think that uh, it's it's sad. It, I would be sad as a kid if if my mom, you know, was like, "You can't eat this. You can eat. You can't eat this." And what I would do is I would go to friends' houses and eat it there and eat it there. Uh, I or go to the grocery store and buy it. Right. I, I was raised, well, not raised, but I just happened to be a very picky eater. Mm-hmm. Where like I eat, ate chicken nuggets and cheese pizza, you know, till I was eighteen years old, and I don't eat like that at all now. But that's something I had to discover on, on my own. own. My parents couldn't force me to eat things I didn't like. Well, that, so, typically when you try to force a young person to do something, they'll do the opposite. Right? right. Most people I know whose parents were like really healthy, they kind of fiend for like sugary things. Mm. You know what I mean? My parents, 
they didn't really have any rules. We had a home-cooked meal every night, and that was that. We could eat whatever we wanted. Snacks were not off the table. And none of what I did when I was a kid had anything to do with shaping how I eat now. This was a choice I made as an adult. Uh, this is something I became interested in. The choice and, of to eat healthier? Right, to eat healthier. I, I mean, it has, it's, it has to do with the way I feel. I feel better when I eat mm-hmm. like this, so this is what I do. So, I mean, it really, I just, I don't think that not allowing your kid to have Cheetos is, is, I think that's silly. You know, I was allowed to have Cheetos. It wasn't every day. I didn't eat Cheetos for dinner. A bag but, of them, right. right. Yeah. Sometimes I was allowed to have Cheetos and who cares? Yeah, I, I would say my parents were pretty permissive in that way as well. They leaned toward the healthier side, I think, on the meals that they made. Uh, but otherwise, there were some junk food that was allowed in the house. 855-450-FREE. You're certainly welcome to comment here on this uh, bake sale ban. Let me give you a little bit more information. Uh, They are going to be banning bake sales. Again, anything in vending machines that's considered unhealthy. Uh, Also, they will be banning uh, holiday parties and any treats dished out to reward academic achievement. But state officials are pushing schools to expand this ban 24-7 to include evening, weekend, and community events such as banquets, door-to-door candy sales, and football games. You think it's hard to go and do those door-to-door candy sales? Imagine trying to go and do door-to-door healthy food sales or whatever. That's going to go over like a lead balloon. Did you ever do any of those when you were growing up, Julia? The the little candy sales? You mean when I was a kid? Yeah. Uh you know, I don't really remember doing it, but I know what it is, and I wouldn't have liked it. I probably I wouldn't have liked it either as a kid. Didn't do it on purpose because I knew I wouldn't like it. I didn't but, like doing the little runathon thing that they did, where you'd have to go around and get your laps sponsored. Did you ever do that? No. What they would do is they would give you a, a sign-up sheet. You'd they'd want you to go around to all your neighbors' houses and all your friends and family and get them to sponsor you. How many ever, how many laps you would do or whatever? Or no, excuse me, a dollar amount per lap, I think. And then they'd bring a bunch of kids out one day at the school and have them run around in a circle a bunch of times. And then the whoever runs the most laps gets some sort of prize. And and I, the, they did jump rope for heart, and that was similar. Yeah. But it, my, you know, this must be because we were poor. Because my parents uh, were never like enthusiastic about us doing that, you know. I was I was always really sensitive about taking money that wasn't mine as a kid because my parents weren't wealthy and I always felt really bad, you know, like guilty. So I probably got those forms and like jump rope or heart where they were kind of mandatory, and I would just throw them away. Yeah, I wouldn't do much work <laughs> on them at all. I, I didn't like. First of all, I didn't like PE class and I didn't like running around in a circle. I would usually walk at those uh, those events. Um, and on top of that, I just didn't like going around and hassling my neighbors for that, <laughs> even though I'm it's sure weird. I would have got, you know, looking back on it now, if some kid comes and does that to me, I'll, I'll give him a few bucks. It's no big deal. Uh, but eight five five four fifty free. So the news here is again, out of, uh, out of Massachusetts, they want to ban, they are banning, just make it clear. This is going into effect in August. They are banning. Uh, na- na- naughty foods from hallways, cafeterias, vending machines, no bake sales, no holiday parties, no treats to, uh, to reward academic achievement. But they're also looking to b- uh, ban after-school banquets, door-to-door candy sales, football games, not the games themselves, but the stuff that's sold. So this is crazy. Cotton candy and soda or whatever. The Departments of Public Health and Education contend clearing tables of even whole milk and white bread is necessary to combat an obesity epidemic affecting a third of the state's 1.5 million students. But parents argue crudites won't cut it when the bills come due. What is a crudite? I have never heard of that. 
uh, won't cut it when the bills come due on athletic equipment and and band trips. If you want to make a quick $250, you hold a bake sale, according to the president of Horace Mann's PTO in Newtonville, Massachusetts. By the way, Crudites is crudite. Crudite, that's how you pronounce it. Crudite, and it is French cookery, an appetizer consisting of a variety of raw vegetables. Yeah, I agree. Uh, going around door-to-door and selling veggies is not going to cut it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Going to completely outlaw any fun foods at school coming this summer in Massachusetts. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here tonight, 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in, and bring up whatever's on your mind. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Inviting you over to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up there. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. Once again, news dot freetalklive.com as we go to you and your thoughts we'll talk more about the bake sale ban coming out of massachusetts here in a short bit first brian listening in oklahoma city you're on free talk live with ian and julia uh yeah thanks for taking my call sure. um when i was a kid you know um my parents didn't have all the junk food in the house and our friends that were overweight you could go over and look in, in their pantry and see all kinds of junk food that sure. you know that just kind of explained, you know, how they were. And we did fiend for it, but, you know, we weren't, you know, overweight. So, and, and another thing was that uh, the soda and the Cheetos of today are not the same uh, as they were from my childhood. I'm, I'm 35. What do you mean they're not because, the same? I don't well, think Cheetos um, were ever healthy. Soda, soda uh, used to have sugar when I was a kid. Now it's high fructose corn syrup. It's got biotoxin engineered engineered into it it's government subsidized biotoxin how old are you so 35 okay and uh msg that's kind of a new thing i don't think cheetos had msg i'm pretty sure cheetos have been the same since day one yeah absolutely msg has been in snack chips for a long time and soda regarding the soda you are right and and personally i think that really when did they switch away from sugar from from cane sugar to high fructose corn syrup i don't know but it's been it used to have like that now they sell those throwback pepsis and those have real cane sugar in them you're saying it was in your lifetime brian when the soda regular soda had sugar in it yeah Interesting. I mean, you're not but, that much older than me, and I don't remember that. You know, a lot, sugar's really bad for you, too. It's I mean, a, I think it, it was about the time when, when they came out with the new Coke, and people were like, oh, you know, they 
claim they could taste the difference. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there is an expert in soda pop can uh, can educate us on this. But I agree with you, Julia. Well, did, Whether you're pounding, if you're pounding back it. a 30 pack, uh, you know, every week of uh, of soda, that's probably not going to be good for you. Whether it's got sugar in it or I think that the uh, coins, foreign sodas syrup. that have the sugar in it taste better. I tend to agree than the high fructose corn syrup, and I certainly don't like high fructose corn syrup at all. But I think. Soda just has a lot of sugar in it yeah. and isn't good for you no matter what and should be moderation. I totally agree with that. Brian, other thoughts? Um, well, the chemical, the artificial chemical sweeteners and stuff are dangerous and they're experimental. And um, I don't know if they should be banned, but I think there should be more of a, uh, you know, like the labeling of GM foods, you know, how that's been blocked by the FDA, even though... The, you know, people, free people want it labeled. You know, well, I but. think that if people want something to happen, then they should contact their food providers and, and let them know that these things are important to them. I think a lot of times you'll see that uh, that vendors like grocery stores will label things uh, that they're not forced to label simply because they want people to know what it is that they're getting into. So, for instance, you know, like organic food, uh, there are government labels for organic, but there were or, there was organic food before there were government labels, right? So I think that maybe mandating these things is not a good idea, but asking for the market to provide them would be the, the way I'd approach that. Brian, thanks for the call tonight, man. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free. So I've got a question for you, because I've actually asked this question online when I see this discussion, and I've never gotten a real answer. Okay. So what is wrong with genetically modified foods? Because I don't know. people hate them, right? It's very cool to hate them. And there may be a valid reason. I'm not saying there isn't. But it's basically, fear. yeah, I, I haven't really seen, like I see all this Monsanto stuff, right? Monsanto's evil. Now, it's my understanding that Monsanto uh, goes after like small farmers and is in bed with the government and yeah, and yeah. does some really awful things they that use way. use patent law to right. go after the little guy. And that... I don't agree with that, or I don't want to support that. I get that. Right. But but people seem to link that with genetically modified. They kind of all throw it in together, like, oh, they're evil because of this. And I just want someone to call up and tell oh, me why. <laughs> tell me why. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe it, but I'd like to hear some more about it. And when I Google it, I don't really get a definitive answer. It just yeah. seems like it's cool to hate genetically modified foods. I tend to agree with your assessment. I'm skeptical of the skepticism, personally. I think that there's a lot of fear surrounding this, and, and the fear really is based on, you know, it's fear of the unknown. It's people essentially saying, well, there just hasn't been enough testing, and some tests have shown that the genetically modified corn makes people do X, Y, Z. Or they, I remember there was some story about how genetically modified corn was somehow bad. I forget what the, the alleged health right. effect it had. Well, and a lot of people will say, like, well, if it comes from the earth, it's good for you. But that's silly, because there's plenty of things that come from the earth that are very bad for you. Right. So, like, that's not a, an effective judge of... of how I mean, how what to eat? I'm sorry. I think it's fun to go into the store and have 50 different kinds of apples that I can choose from. A lot of that is. How about broccoli flour? There is that a gen- genetically modified thing? Does, yeah, broccoli, like does it, right? broccoli and cauliflower? Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's genetically I think that's fun. sounds. Yeah, it is fun. I think that's great, and I'm not so worried about. Oh my God, it hasn't been tested for 30 years on people, so we don't know what's going to happen. I'm just glad that I can go to a store and pick up food off of a shelf and not have to go running through the woods. You know what uh, my picking, you know climbing trees and shaking fruit down. You know what my rule of thumb is when it comes to eating. I listen to my digestive system. 
If I'm digesting correctly, then I feel good. And what I'm eating, that's how I I interpret it. What I'm eating must be good. Because I notice that when I change and eat things that, you know, maybe I don't normally eat or like some things that kind of bother me, um, I don't really feel so good. Like my stomach's a little bit upset. So I just trust my digestive system. I don't blame people for being cautious when it comes to corporations and what it is they're putting out there. No doubt about it. Don't blame people at all. But I also don't think that, you know, the people that are making Broca flour are out there trying to poison you. Right. And that's kind of the suggestion. Or, I mean, there's a lot of scary stuff out there, a lot of scary Facebook memes out there, right, about Monsanto and Mm -hmm. what they do. So I'd really like to know. There you go. The question's out there. If you can uh, pitch Julia on why she should be afraid of uh, genetically modified foods, 855-450-FREE. A little bit more here about uh, what's going on in Massachusetts, where they're banning bake sales. They're banning tasty treats and holiday parties. You you can no longer get anything good out of the vending machines. This is happening in August. This is going into effect. And according to Sandy Malik, the vice president of the Horace Mann Elementary School PTO, she says, if you want to make a quick 250 bucks, you hold a bake sale. Maura Dwali of Situate said to candy bars her 15-year-old son brought to school helped pay for a youth group trip to Guatemala. She said they sold like wildfire, whereas the ban would seriously affect the bottom line of PTOs. She says the goal is to raise money and you're going to be able to sell you're going to be able to sell pizza. You're not going to be getting that selling apples and bananas. It's silly, she says. Plus, no doubt about it, I mean if you're going to be selling perishable foods at these sales opportunities, it's really not going to work. Because one of the one of the ways these sales organizations work is they sell things that they can ship later. So you order the chocolate now, or you order the pizzas now, and then later, you know, you get a delivery, and you're paying way too much for the food. But that's kind of how these school sale things work. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. But hey, this is happening. It's going into effect in August. Your thoughts are welcome. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and you can enjoy all the features on the site completely free. So head over there and you can listen in if you want. There are 24-7 streams. You can tune in to Free Talk Live anytime around the clock and you can listen via broadband, midband, or narrowband. So different size streams for different uh, bandwidths on internet connections. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Get tuned in there. You'll also get the list of over 100 radio stations that air the show on AM and FM across the country. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're on two channels. In addition, we've got a free-to-air channel up on KU Band as well that you can tune into. There's also our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. Now, 
When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. And FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. It's the GPS Black Box Dash Cam. I have one. It's awesome. It has video cameras. Cameras. More than one. There's one recording the front and so like what's your where you're driving and also one recording inside your vehicle it has a built-in microphone and gps navigation which records your driving route and speed uh to, shows you where you where you've been the for traffic stops and all other driving incidents whether it's the police or an accident that you get into it's got a neat feature where it can actually detect uh g-forces so if it, if it gets a, a shake it can specially record like 10 seconds before that shake and and a few seconds you know and several seconds after that way you you're guaranteed to not lose that footage because usually when you're doing a security camera It'll take the gig, the uh, eight gigs. So you get like an eight gig card in there, for instance. It'll fill up that that eight gigs, and then it's it writes over the first portion as it writes new portions onto that card. So there's always a full card's worth of stuff. But if something really important happens, like an accident, it will set that in a separate folder. So if even if you forget, you space out and you forget to pull the card out and and do something with it right after the accident, your accident footage should still be on there. It's got some cool features. Anyway, go to freedomcam.net. You can protect yourself with the ultimate witness, freedomcam.net. As we continue here, disturbing news out of Massachusetts where the bureaucrats there have decided the legislature has passed. I believe they they passed this bill. It's going into effect August 1st where they're no longer going to be able to hold bake sales with delicious baked goods. You will have to have, I don't know, some kind of healthy crap. Not that healthy stuff is bad, necessarily, but it's not going to go over to bake sale. I want to get cupcakes. I want to get brownies. I want cookies. I don't want an apple. I can go get that anywhere. They have some really gross, um, like, I've seen people make uh, brownies out of black beans before, and they claim that they taste just like brownies, <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah, I, I highly Bring them here. That. I'll taste test. I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, blindfold me. We'll see if I can figure it out. Uh, so you're welcome to comment on this, or uh, Julia actually asked a question about genetically modified foods. So we'll tell you uh, more about what's going on in Massachusetts, but first, go to the phones and the fun. First, Bill is listening in Indy. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Bill in Indy, going once. Bill in Indy, going twice. Tell you what, maybe he's in a bad cell. We'll put him back on hold. Oh, wait, was that you, Bill? Bill? Yeah, I'm here. I'm All right. sorry. Bill's there. Go ahead with your thoughts, Bill. I like what Julia said about um, pay attention to your digestive system because everybody everybody knows their individual case and what they can, yeah, especially as you get older, what you can eat and what you can't eat to get away with it, you know, without getting sick. But my question is really, what is now wrong with sugar? I have no problem with sugar personally, but Julia says it's really well, bad. Or something. I think that sugar is fine in moderation. There are so I'm not a, really an extreme on this. There are some people that say that sugar is really bad for you, and you should never, ever, ever have it. You know, I think that. So don't eat don't eat fruit anymore, or just table sugar. Oh, uh, there are some people that think that fruit isn't good for you because of the sugar levels. I don't. Believe I think that's that at so all. crazy. I do too. To me. Um, I love fruit, and as I though eat some it. somebody you know hundreds of years ago walking by a fruit tree should have shunned fruit. Because right. it's sweet. What? Well, you know, me personally, I try to eat uh, 50 grams of sugar or less a day. Uh, that's just kind of a personal goal that I've set for myself. I think that a lot of sugar is bad for your teeth. I know that uh, it causes a lot of problems with insulin production, you know, in your body. So uh, that's just personally what I do. 
Okay, that's the only ill effects that Ill, Ill effects that I have that I know of is the teeth. I'll agree with yeah. you. That was because I didn't brush them as a kid as there well you go. as I should have. But I ate. I'll tell you, I have to say, I ate more sugar than anybody I ever know. I mean, I sat down and did ordinary white table cane sugar. I used to eat it just like cereal. Just you know. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. How old were you? Probably eight or ten. <laughs> I, mean, I, I ate. I ate the worst stuff I ate. I won't name any brands, but um, yeah. what do they call that? Whipped cream, like mm. you put on pumpkin pie. You're making mm-hmm. me hungry. And it comes in a tub. Yeah, just eat it straight out of the tub. Straight out of the tub. <laughs> now, I couldn't get away with that today, but back then I did. Now, I, it's a wonder I don't have any diabetes. Yeah. And I am not, I, I'm six foot tall and 150 pounds. You made so it, it through your childhood. Weight. It didn't add any weight to me. I know that. It's so interesting. I, I do you remember. still eat that kind of sugar today? No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. See, I ate a lot of sugar when I was young, too, and I was always very thin in school. I was very active. You know, I played sports. I played outside, did stuff like that. So I wonder if that had an effect, because now that I'm older, if I eat it, it would definitely catch up with me in the form of extra weight. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that. I think we got away with it as kids because we were active, and now we, we're not. Yeah. I just want to know what was wrong with sugar. I was going to kind of equate that. I'm kind of stick up for sugar a little bit. Right on, like, man. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm fine with sugar. I mean, I'm I, for I'm fine for I'd everything use, in moderation. I'd rather use sugar than the fake stuff, personally. Oh, I agree. It's natural. It's natural. I was going to equate it with marijuana. You know, everything in moderation. There you go, Bill. Thanks for the call tonight. Okay, Appreciate hearing from you. Two I different agree. Bill. This one's in Jackson, Mississippi, listening to WPBQ. Hey, Bill. Hey guys. Hey, go uh, ahead with your thing thoughts. that came to mind. Yes. Hi. Uh. Uh. Am I coming through? Yep, sound fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, one thing that came to mind with the uh, GMO discussion was there's a good bit of uh, systemically engineered pest resistance that's being actually bred into the DNA uh, of the, the, the vegetation, and that's not good because who knows what, what kind of reaction that, that uh, you know, uh, the effect of, of actually eating that. I don't want to eat something like that. <laughs> No doubt, and that's kind of the fear mentality, right, Bill? Like to be a, to be concerned about these things. I don't think it's unreasonable to have concerns, but on the other hand, you know, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat that apple. <laughs> you know, I'm not too worried about how it was grown. Well, I mean, it's it's a whole different species of, of vegetable, and it's being you know, modified and and uh, not not like the, the original uh, species itself. Can I? And, and it's actually being. Can I ask you a question? Someone could say that that's organic, but really. You should just go ahead and ask the question. I got a quick question for you. I'm curious if you're okay with this. Because I've seen some people go to as far of extremes as to say that genetically modified vegetables should not be even exist to feed like starving nations. Um, And I'm curious, like, are you okay with, you know, the genetically modified vegetables to feed people who don't otherwise have food? Well, it, it would depend on what it was. I mean, if, if it was some minor thing that, that really didn't uh, show any, any ill effect, I wouldn't have any problem with, with that. But, uh, I mean, I, I, again, but, though... Well, hold on. Not? I don't know if that, Bill, I don't know if that really answered the question. So, for instance, part and parcel, as you pointed out, of some of these foods is they're building in pest resistance to the DNA of, of the food. So, let's presume okay. that's what they're growing, because the reason why genetically modified food is valuable to the marketplace is because not only can you have interesting new things like broccoli flour, uh, but you can also have better pest resistance, and so therefore you can have greater yields 
from the farms, more food grown successfully per square foot of farm, and so therefore more output, therefore more food available to feed hungry people. As has been pointed out, as Julia brings, Julia brings up here, uh, hungry people are being fed ostensibly by these uh, genetically modified food practices. So the point being that if you didn't have these GMOs, maybe these people wouldn't get the food. If that were the case, would you rather have them eating food that has been modified, perhaps to be pest resistant, or eating dirt? Oh, well, I guess a subjective question like that, you'd have to say that it would be better to eat something. That's how I I feel about it. Like, you know, if I'm starving to death, I'm not going to be so concerned about how the food was made. I just want to have something in my belly. And thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Your thoughts? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's really, we're just so wealthy, we can argue about these things. Yeah. talk a lot. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features you will find there for free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And one of the things you can do on our website is contribute to the Bitcoin tip jar. And I mentioned earlier when we were talking about mailtojail.com, which is where you can write our friend Derek J., who is currently in jail, will be there for the next 75 days. Mailtojail.com is accepting Bitcoins. For the first time ever, uh, they are accepting Bitcoins. So that's one of the many things that you can do if you get your hands on some Bitcoins. And to learn more about Bitcoin, because you really should learn about it before you jump in. In fact, you're going to have to. Uh, it's, it's an important concept to wrap your mind around before you jump into it. Go to weusecoins.org. You'll learn about how there's no contracts to sign, terms of service. You don't have to deal with that stuff. There's no corporation behind this. It's not a government currency. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing the permission of any bank or government. Cut out the middleman. Go to weusecoins.org, weusecoins.org. And now thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. That's bitinstant.com. As we continue here, taking your phone calls, uh, also the bake sale ban, still uh, haven't gotten through all the, uh, the information you need to know about that. We'll also talk more with you. Let's go to the phones and the fun. David, listening in Vermont, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hey, it's time for a little stupidity check. Okay, David. First of all, first of all, it's crudite, not crudite. Right? Okay. Crudite. Yeah, I think Does I, it make I you I, stupid if you mispronounced a I, word? Because I think he I did correct himself. myself. Actually, I looked it up during that very segment and corrected myself on the air. Okay, well, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Second of all, uh, you say that the reason that you make genetically modified foods is uh, so that they can make things drought-resistant, pest-resistant, that sort of thing. Well, what's the number one uh, or number one genetically modified food? I have the slightest clue. Corn or soy. 
Right. And what soybean is the genetically modified bean? The Monsanto bean. And what do, what do they call that bean? I have no idea. Well, that would be called a Roundup Ready bean. Okay. And why is that called a Roundup Ready You're bean? You're stupid, Julia. You didn't I know. know. That. I'm so stupid. Well, I understand this. What I'm... Wow. Thank you. You're right. No, no, but you're right. There's a big difference between being ignorant and being stupid. I am absolutely ignorant. Okay, but here's what I have a problem with. You have a really hostile tone about you. Like, like you feel like you're better than me. I asked just an honest question. I said, I'm not that informed on the issue. Please tell me. I don't feel either way. And you came on here kind of with a like, let me show you how smart I am attitude. And I don't really appreciate that. Why would someone want to listen to you, David? Right. I'm saying if you want to actually come off as like, if I'm going to listen to you right now, I just think you're a jerk. So I don't like your opinion doesn't hold a lot of water. You can think that. You catch one, more flies with honey. Okay. Well, let me tell you. The reason that they make genetically modified foods is not to make them drought resistant. It's not to make them pest resistant. It's to make them pesticide resistant. Okay. So they can dump more Now, I didn't actually say what you claimed I said, by the way. What's that? I didn't say that it's because they make them drought resistant. You put those words Ian in my did. mouth. I never said that. I asked Ian a question. Did. Ian did. They said that so they can sell more drought resistant and pest-resistant foods to other countries. And that's not why they do it. They do it so they can sell more pesticides and herbicides to other, to other places so that they have... And number one, the soybeans and the corn that they sell are mutated so that they cannot reproduce, right? So that you can't... So, that the so why is that bad? That's the question I'm asking. Why is that bad? Because in other countries where for generations, for thousands of years, farmers have taken corn and beans and stuff like that, and, say, you know, you save, you call, it's called your, your seed stock, you save your seeds so that you can plant the next year, so you don't eat your, your seed corn, right? Well, you can't do that anymore with Monsanto. You have to buy the seed David, corn. David, I agree with you. That that's, I agree that that's wrong. I think that that's disturbing. I, it's called the Terminator well, gene, if I'm not disturbing. mistaken. David, I'm sorry. I'm trying to have a conversation here, so you talk. Now we're going to talk a little bit. Um, so it's called the Terminator gene, is it not? That's one of the terms for it. Right. So the idea being that you only get one grow out of it, and then you've got to get fresh seeds from Monsanto, so they've got a total lockdown on these plants. I agree that Monsanto has done some horrible things in, in this way, and we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that with the patent laws. But how I'm talking specifically about genetically modified foods and why they're bad, not necessarily Monsanto. Right. Why, do, why, does, Mon, why does a company like Monsanto, which is the one that is producing the genetically modified foods, why do they produce a genetically modified? Are they the only they company? Are you, I'm you sorry. Think? Are you suggesting Monsanto is the only company in the world doing right? genetically modification of uh, doing they're genetic the modification? One. They're the number one. But there are and other the companies, right? It, the reason that they do it is not just to sell more soybeans. The reason that they do it is to sell more Roundup, Roundup ready soybeans that they can dump a ton of herbicides on that kills everything else but it doesn't kill the Roundup Ready soybean. So the reason for not eating genetically modified foods isn't so much that there's a problem with the Roundup Ready soybean, but the problem is that there's a crap load of Roundup on the Roundup Ready soybeans because they dose the fields with it. That's the problem. So you're worried about people being poisoned by, uh, by bug-killing bug poisons? Uh, it's not bug, it's herbicide. Roundup is an herbicide, not a pesticide. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said earlier that they're trying to make these uh, these crops also pest resistant as well. No, no. That's where you are absolutely ignorant. They're not pest resistant. They're resistant to the pesticides. So right, so there are they are putting pesticides. So I get what you're saying. You're saying that the point that I missed was that uh, that they're more resistant the, to the pesticides that they've been using for a long time or whatever, and so that there are you know there have been pesticides being used for a long time. You're saying you don't have not a problem like with Go not ahead. like Roundup because Roundup kills pretty much anything. If you spray Roundup right. on a straight line in your garden, everything that's in that garden is going to die. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, but the reason that they that they made the Roundup Ready soybeans and corn so that they don't die, so they can spray that Roundup. So if you want to eat weed killer on all your corn and your soybeans and pretty much all your other food, then go ahead. So they don't, you're, what you're saying is they just put it right out there on the store shelves with weed killer all over that they're not spraying them down or anything like that. No, but what, I mean, where are you buying something that's off the shelf? You're buying something from some major farmer. Well, those major farmers that are using Roundup Ready soybeans use a boatload of Roundup. And Roundup kills everything except for the Roundup Ready soybeans. So what you're saying is you're afraid that you can't wash Roundup off of a plant. I'm not afraid. Off of a fruit. I don't think eating, I don't think eating, it's not being afraid. I don't sure personally think that eating a ton of herbicides is good for you. That's not being afraid. But you're saying, you're saying, so you're saying that no matter the fact that people are washing the food they're eating, that they're still getting a bunch of herbicides in their diet. Really? You you wash your cornflakes? You're ignorant. Now we're you talking about cornflakes. Well, where do you think uh, Roundup Ready corn goes to? So you're suggesting that the companies that are making food for you are not washing the uh, the the vegetables they're sending you? That seems kind of paranoid to me. No. Do you know how food is produced? Have you ever worked in the food production industry? Have you? Yes. Okay. So you're saying people don't wash uh, fruits? <laughs> are you telling me if I get a microwave dinner the that the uh, the vegetables they're going to put in there haven't been washed before they're going to they come on? The corn that goes in, you think they wash the corn that goes into cornflakes? You think they wash the corn I do. that makes the, the corn? Well, well, in there, you're showing your ignorance. So you're saying <laughs> you people who've been eating cornflakes corn are actually being poisoned by Kellogg's? I never said that. I said I don't think it's healthy to eat pesticides and herbicides. Well, and Julia, have you been convinced? Thanks, David, for the call. Appreciate it. Um, that's generally that kind of attitude. Um, I've heard that before, and that kind of turns me off to the entire subject. I, I'm actually looking up something because I read a myth that there, that was a myth about the genetically modified soybeans. That that what that gene, that Roundup gene, actually does is not quite what he's saying it oh? does. So I'm trying to find it okay. right now. I'll Very try. Good. To, Oh, and the other point that uh, that he made about the uh, the poor farmers being screwed over by Monsanto. So there have been instances, as I understand it, because I've looked into this particular claim before. There have been instances of people who have lost their their crops, but ultimately the farmer chooses to purchase these seeds. Monsanto has to pitch the seeds to the farmer, right? So the, um, Mar- Monsanto has to come come around, and you know, salesman has to. Make a pitch to the farmer and get him to switch from, here's your old seed, here's what your old seed yields, here's what the Monsanto seed will yield for you. Monsanto seed, yeah, you're going to have to buy more next year, but your yield is going to be so much bigger that it's going to be worth it. This is the pitch. And it seems to me that if that's not true, if it turns out that it's just decimating farms, word's going to get around. Word would get around to the farmers. Like, 
the farmers would say, hey, this Monsanto thing didn't work out for me. In fact, I lost my farm because of it. Who the hell would buy those after that? Clearly, if people are buying them, the farmers, they must be working. Hour number three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Julia. And, of course, you can uh, take control here, bring up anything you want. We've been talking about a bake sale ban uh, that is currently about to come into effect in Massachusetts. There's some more to that story. We can get back to that in a moment. But you actually, we getting, getting onto the subject of food, uh, brought you around to a question, Julia, that you'd been wanting to ask. And we've got a large variety of people listening to the show, so why not throw it out there? And I'm glad you did, because it's an interesting conversation to have, this genetically modified food. And there's a lot of fear around genetically modified food. And, and basically, your your question was... Well, what's the big deal, right? Well, I wasn't saying that I I necessarily uh, sided either way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've tried to look into this. I haven't really found anything that I've believed to be concrete. Um, So my question was, you know, basically convince me that genetically modified food is really bad for you. And with that, forget Monsanto. I understand that Monsanto does some terrible things. They're in bed with the government and they're, oh, yeah. they bully like a lot of corporations do. That Got it. Check. Just the issue of genetically modified foods. So there are people who still have some comments they would okay. like to share. So we're going to continue with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Martin listening in North Dakota. Martin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hey, guys. Uh Coincidentally, I'm actually preparing a uh, field for soybeans right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, no, when it comes to uh, genetically modified foods, there, there's three main um, issues that I, people are kind of uh, worried about. And David was completely completely uh, rude, first off, but completely uh, ignorant himself on, uh, on Roundup. I believe Roundup and Roundup Ready came out at the same time. It wasn't to sell more pesticides. But um, the one of the things you guys mentioned was the uh, Terminator genes, and that that is a uh, an issue that people and I'm by no means a expert on this, but that is by uh, one issue that people are worried about is that the uh, Terminator genes they'll they'll the plants will go ahead and cross pollinate with your heirlooms, and they'll stop the heirlooms from uh, reproducing the next year as well. But yeah, the, that's um, a that's a legitimate concern. The the old uh, story is that there's one farmer who's you know downwind from the farmer using the Terminator gene seeds, and that therefore it'll kill the farmer's crop who isn't using the Terminator gene seeds. And um, that's that's essentially to me pollution, and should be an actionable case uh, for you know like a tort case. Uh, good point. And the um, uh, there's very few actual seeds that have the Terminator genes right now, anyway. But the uh, other two reasons are, uh, David was right, um, but uh, pesticides and uh, herbicides, when you have your Roundup Ready or your 
your BT corn, like for instance in Iowa, they had the uh, the BT corn, which uh, had the uh, BT toxin in it. Um, it killed the cutworms when the cutworms would eat the corn, so it produced the pesticide within the corn itself. Oh wow! And when people would actually, they found that when people were consuming um, this, they found trace elements that even as they were digesting it, it would actually still produce some of the pesticide, which is a um, definitely a concern. And most of our products these days contain corn, with whether it's corn syrup or uh, corn in its other forms. So that is a, a huge concern. But the uh, other thing with that is with the BT corn, now that they've created the um, BT toxin within corn itself, they're finding in Iowa and I believe Minnesota now that the um, cutworm is getting resistant to the BT mm. within the corn. So now they got to come up with some other thing. Something new. Now they're their corn is, um, they're going to lose a lot of a corn crop if, if this cutworm really gets uh, takes off. Interesting. And Thank- when you go with the herbicide, uh, Roundup, he was completely off on Roundup there. Roundup is not a, a residual that'll stay on the leaves. It actually washes off in the rain, and it doesn't um, stay on the plant itself. The big concern with Roundup is it actually leaches into the soil and the ground supply, and people, there is a, a concern out there that, um, it will uh, prevent the reproduction cycle of a lot of your organisms. But there's two ways of looking at Roundup. I mean, it, it also, uh, it will also, um, you'll get weeds that are resistant to Roundup after a while as well. So you got to really, there's some farmers that will go heavy with Roundup and they'll create resistant weeds. Mm. But um, a lot of farmers, you, you do proper crop rotation and you use your Roundup lightly, you're not going to have too much issues. And with the organisms in the soil and whatnot, I mean, I can step out the tractor, and I do every once in a while and check the soil, and you can find, I mean, you find tons of uh, earthworms, you can uh, listen around the ponds, you hear tons of frogs chirping, I mean, we we do use Roundup, but we don't go too heavy on it, and we do our proper crop rotations where we don't have to use it over and over and over. But just to clarify something, David did say that uh, Roundup is an herbicide, not a pesticide, so these... Yeah. Right. So you're also, presumably, do you use pesticides on your crops, or is that something you don't do? Uh, don't use pesticides too much, no. Uh, when you put it down, first off, uh, it'll be inoculated with a, a pesticide or a fungicide as well. But it's not, uh, I mean, it's not a uh, real concern as far as uh, the biggest thing is the Roundup. But the um, the biggest thing with the pesticides, and we don't use a a spray pesticide, but the biggest thing with pesticides would be your your BT corn, which produces the pesticide within the corn itself. Hmm. And that but that the, product um, is uh, that product uh, is still on the market. Your this uh, this BT, BT corn. Yeah, BT corn is uh, wide, widely used, very widely used. So, and there are a lot of people that are are concerned about it, but um, Monsanto and Roundup. I mean, that's the the biggest thing that uh, people are worried about is the. The, the effect on the environment that Roundup has. But what do you think about the general idea I mean, of uh, genetically modified foods? This is the one question that Julia couldn't get uh, David to answer, or one of the questions she couldn't get him to answer, uh, was you know the idea of what about these other companies that are doing genetically modified foods? Are they doing bad things? Is the whole thing a bad idea? I honestly don't think it is. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, me personally, I prefer not to eat genetically modified foods. I like organic. Organic has a lot more nutrients. But, I mean, uh, within the marketplace, it, it has its place because just like uh, China, um, Chinese goods from Walmart, I mean, it has to, uh, I mean, 
you have to first of all feed the world, and you can feed the world with organic food. That that's a given. But um, you have to uh, be able to provide cheaper food for those who can't afford the great food. I want to thank so, you for uh, the time tonight. You're you're literally calling us from your tractor. Yeah, I'm out in the middle of the field right now. How are you listening to the show? It says you're listening on the listen lines. I actually uh, I tried the listen line a while back and it never worked for me. I think you guys are having some server issues. Um, I, I, I use the uh, GCN line right now. Oh wow, cool! I know that our listen lines are back online. The last time I checked, which was uh, about a week ago, so hopefully those are back up for you. And uh, Martin, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. Is it? Da- it's going to be dark out there, right? Are you farm- farming in the dark? Well, where's? Uh, it's eight o'clock. I mean, it's getting dusk. I'll be turning the lights on here soon enough. Okay. Finish this field up, heading in. <laughs> Very good, sir. All right, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate the exper- uh, expertise tonight. 855-450-FREE. And the lack of attitude. Yeah. Way you more know, persuasive, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm interested in what you have to say. I didn't make a claim either way. I said, you know, tell me about it. And, when and you're you referring come to a here, caller, by the way, that for our right. listeners that weren't tuned in, you're referring to a, a very rude caller last hour. Who right, who like, started off the call with, you, you guys are stupid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that nice, informative phone call. Right. 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. Troy is in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hi. Hey, Troy. Um, Hi there. Um, I don't know what else I could add besides what Martin said, but uh, I just say I'm also also a farmer and uh, I'm also out spraying, but um, I'm actually spraying a, a knockoff of Roundup. Uh, that's one thing um, maybe Dave that doesn't know, but they Roundup doesn't have the rights to the patent, and you know there's a whole bunch of other companies that produce uh, hmm. glyphosate. Which is round up, and you know the prices come down a lot from about eight dollars a liter down to about two fifty a liter for the for the chemical. Um, so I'll tell you what, stick with I, us here because uh, I know you've sure. got more to say. We'll bring you back in a moment here. More with Troy. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Genetically modified foods are they as scary as some people make them out to be? Free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. You may take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-453. is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. If you'd like, you can enjoy features including archives going all the way back to late 2006. We have made the flip to our brand new archive host. And by the way, there were some problems with iTunes in the last few days. Those problems should be remedied at this point, at least according to a couple of iTunes users. It's The problems have been solved. So enjoy the brand new high-quality archives. Now, the high-quality archive started in uh, just right around the beginning of this month. So anything prior to this month, still going to be the old ar- archives, which are certainly listenable, but we've more than uh, more than doubled the quality of the Free Talk Live archives. So enjoy over at freetalklive.com. And the cost to you, still zero. So once again, freetalklive.com, free archives going way back. And uh, don't forget to check out our new SoundCloud account as well, soundcloud.com slash freetalklive, 
all run together as one word. That's where you can uh, become a follower on SoundCloud, and that probably does something good for us if you do that. Plus, SoundCloud makes it really easy to share the Free Talk Live archives now. A share button is built into every single archive on SoundCloud, so it makes it sim- simple to share out to your Facebook or Twitter, etc., your WordPress, uh, WordPress blog. Once again, uh, soundcloud.com slash freetalklive all run together, or just go to freetalklive.com, download the archives from there. We'll continue here with you and your thoughts. Troy is listening in Canada. Colin from the farm. We've been talking about genetically modified foods. And Troy, there were, I guess, a few things that uh, you had wanted to clear up. So go go right ahead. Sure. Well, I guess the number one point would be the uh, productivity of the farm in the last uh, 20 years that has um, happened because of uh, Roundup and uh, fertilizer. It's probably three or four times um, the production. It's gone up in the 20 years. So, so do you so use genetically factor. modified foods on your farm? I actually don't. Um, I just grow uh, lentils and wheat and flax, and um, I think there might be in the States a genetic Roundup Ready wheat. I'm not sure. But but uh, in Canada here, we have a canola, which we have Roundup Ready canola. So my neighbors do grow that, but I don't grow that. But I would just want to uh, to speak to uh, David's uh, assertion that about the residue of Roundup on on uh, plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just uh, try to be brief here. But basically, the the farmers, you know, see the see, see the Roundup ready canola or soybeans or whatever, and then um, because it's because it can't be um, the plant that the canola or the soybean can't be killed by Roundup. You can let the the weeds grow a bit, and then just go and spray it and kill them, and all the weeds. And then you can uh, hit it again with a Roundup later on in the year. Again, you can kill all the weeds that come. Okay. Now, but by, by the time just uh, why there's no residue of Roundup on the on the seeds is because by the time they plant uh, pods out and creates your soybeans, uh, you don't have to spray it anymore because it's already formed a canopy and there's no weeds under there uh, in the darkness going to grow uh, or very few so anyway it'll it'll mature the, plant, the plants will mature then you harvest them and there's there's no residue that's just ridiculous so his his fear-mongering earlier was based around the idea that there would be pesticides on these uh, these plants as well as the herbicides that's not a concern right. for you i mean he was suggesting that they're well, just they're just rolling this corn right into cornflakes and that nobody's washing anything you believe that uh, I don't, but yeah, pesticides is a different issue. Like, for instance, in um, you know, we do have problems like with grasshoppers. Some years they're, they're cyclical, um, but some years, yeah, we have to spray for grasshoppers. And like, in a, for instance, in a lentil crop, they love to eat lentils, and they'll just eat the they eat the flower of the, of the lentil plant, the flowers before they could even pod, and you can get zero zero lentils if you let the grasshoppers uh-huh. uh, hop around there and eat. So yeah, you have to spray them. But again, you know, they, uh, I guess, ethical farmers won't be, you know, you have to, you have to spray it before, before the, um, the lentil plant is creating, creating the lentil. So there's, again, there's not the, the. Meaning you've got to kill the grasshoppers off before the lentils grow. So they're not going to eat them. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the lentils inside a pod and when you harvest them, you know, they, before you harvest them, they turn brown. You harvest them, and then they, um, yeah, when they go through the combine. That that uh, 
or the harvesting machine that separates the lentils from the, the pods, blows the pods at the back end into the wind, and your lentils go into your hopper, put them in the truck, and then they get shipped. <laughs> they get um, yeah, shipped out. But, yeah, there's no – the pod protects the residue gotcha. of, of any pesticide. Okay, that's all Interesting. So you guys aren't out there trying to poison us. Whew. Not that I was worried or anything like that, but uh, some but people, David was. <laughs> David certainly seems to think there's a conspiracy. Thanks for the call, Troy. Appreciate the info. Eight five five four fifty free SACL CAI toll free line. Let's continue. Josh, listening in Alabama. Josh, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Josh in Alabama, going once. Lawrence, Alabama. Josh, going twice. Tell you what, I'll put him back on. Oh, hey, oh okay. there he is. Josh, go ahead with your thoughts. Josh. Josh. Looks like he dropped off the line. Let's try someone else. How about Paul listening in Maine? Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there, Ian. Hey, Paul, go uh, ahead with your thoughts. I just have a quick statement to make. I know the people who work at Monsanto's won't eat their genetically modified food, and that really nice farmer that, that you were just talking to earlier, he won't eat his either. That, that kind of causes me a little bit of concern. Well, he said he France didn't. That farmer France said he didn't grow genetically mod food. What's that? That farmer said he did not grow he genetically modified. He said he preferred food. to eat organic. Yeah. No, the, the, the column four said he preferred to eat organic. He doesn't eat GMO. And the other guy but said I he didn't know, eat it. I do know the people who work for Monsanto's won't let him serve genetically modified foods in the cafeterias at Monsanto's. So that would that would make me have a little bit of concern about it. Okay. When, when the people that are actually producing the stuff won't eat it, then they, if that's they true, yeah, if, if that's true, we'll take your word for it. I heard the headline. I didn't see any evidence of that. That's something people have been talking about. But uh, is all genetically modified food the same? So, like, forget Monsanto for a minute. And I know that no, they're the biggest. No. So there is there is safe genetically modified food. Uh huh. No doubt about it. But. As far as the corn that has the pesticide inside of it, there's no way to have eat that corn without eating that pesticide. It's I have just, to say that's uh, that sounds it. concerning. If that's you know really what's going on, and I've I've got no reason that's to disbelieve the gentleman that called earlier. Truth. And it's you guys heard about all the bees disappearing. People were worried about bees dying. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember well, that because of that that genetically modified corn that had the pesticide within it. It was killing off a lot of the bees, and they're still growing it all over the place, and we're still having a bee shortage. You know, bees are dying left and right. What's interesting, you you remember the uh, the story about the what was it that the, the beef filler basically? What do they call it? Slime, pink slime. Do you remember hearing about yeah. that, Paul? Yeah. So yeah. there was a big outcry about pink slime, right? It spread over social networking and. All kinds of uh, grocers were saying, whoa, well, some of them said, we don't carry it, like Whole Foods and Target. Uh, and then others said, we're going to stop carrying it, uh, like Walmart and some other uh, major grocers. And so the market responded to that. So you would think if people are out there eating poisonous corn, that there would be a similar outcry. I just wonder about that. And I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. I mean, that sounds like a, like a pretty outrageous thing. Why, why isn't that spreading around and causing outrage? Yeah. Free talk. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free number here for you 855 453. The SACL CAI toll free line 1 855 450 3733. Here tonight, it's Ian and Julia. We invite you over to our website. You can enjoy the features that await you there. Lots of them, including the bulletin board system, the mobile site as well, and the webcam. M.freetalklive.com takes you to the mobile site. Cam.freetalklive.com takes you to the webcam. I mean, this is not, you can probably guess some of these links that we have. Uh, but go to freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features you'll find there free. Unlike those other talk shows that want to charge you, we do it free. And you can actually control the content of the site. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep. Others vote. You can vote too. And the most voted up of the articles on the site make it to the front page. It doesn't have to be an article, it could be a YouTube video, it could be. You know, a blog post, whatever you like. You submit it, others vote, most voted up, make it to the front and the top. Go see what it's like and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, Richie is on the line in Westchester, New York. Richie, go ahead with your thoughts. Hi, how you doing, Ian? How are you, Julia? Hello. What's on your mind, sir? May God's peace be with you first and foremost. And uh, I wanted to give you some information about GMO products. Yes, sir. Hopefully, I want to give you um, possibly five websites that you can go to and get more information. How about uh, two websites? Uh, I know. I was going to thinking that, too. But um, sure. And But I just want to say also, to before I list them, hopefully you get some uh, browser windows open. They're very easy, straightforward, uh, non-cryptic websites anyway. Uh, big corporations, you know, most of the farming that's done in this country is is run by big corporations. So you're talking to smaller farmers, basically, right now. Probably true. And um, um, the the idea of we can't even get labeling on the food. You know, you know how hard it was even to get nutrition information on the foods. We want to know where the food's coming from, uh, who's producing it, what country is it? GMO is it non-GMO? That kind of thing. How hard of a fight was that to even get nutrition labeling on the food? I, I don't so know. I wasn't involved in it. Well, I'll take your word okay. for it. <laughs> and um, what else do I want to say about the... Well, I'd uh, like to point out something about labeling, by the way. I always was oh. amused. I was always amused when uh, like my grandparents would come back from a trip over, say, to China, bring me back some sure. Chinese candy. No right. ingredients whatsoever. But I can tell you, it was you know edible, and I didn't have a problem eating it. Good. And I think that, uh, again, whatever the marketplace provides usually is what people want. So if people want labeling, then why not use the market to get it rather than trying to force it on companies uh, through the government? Oh, I concur completely. I, um, I, I'm not sure about how to go about getting it done, but definitely not through big government. And I'm definitely of the uh, libertarian mindset. So, right, because I mean, you know, before you know it, I the just, same government you're asking to label things is going to tell you, well, you just shouldn't eat them at all, and we're going to stop abs- you from eating absolutely. them. Absolutely. I just, I just don't think that, that corporations are the answer. In other words, 
they get they they are unlawful in my opinion. They have uh, uh they they're able to defer liability. They they they're not accountable for their own actions. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm completely that, anti-corporation. I think that we should have businesses run by human beings who are responsible for the uh, the choices they make. There we go. Great, great. Okay. The other thing is about the uh, GMO foods. They're cross splicing genes uh, across different. Um, if you take down the animal, you know, if you break up uh, all living things into animal kingdom and plant kingdom, and you work down, there's seven sub levels: family, family, genus, uh, species, order, that kind of thing. Okay. I don't know how to list it correctly. They're taking genes from one species and cross contaminating with another, like a fish and a tomato. See, splicing has been going on forever, ever since wine was being made. Mm-hmm. They, they, that's how you make certain great wines. They cross-splice the plants, you know, different species of wine. So you don't consider splicing wine. to be genetic modification? Right, exactly. Not not in the natural sense of splicing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Not in the sense of natural splicing. Anyway, let me uh, throw out some uh, websites here. All right, um, give me two. One would, okay, farmwars.info. How do you spell that? Farm Wars. Farm Wars. Yeah, okay, gotcha. info, naturalnews.com. We've actually shared some stuff from naturalnews.com on this uh, radio program. Like they covered the raid of that uh, that gentleman's health food store out in California, and we've shared a f- some of their other, uh, I guess, essays that they've put up there. It's interesting. Thanks, Richie, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's go to Bill calling from Michigan, Benton Harbor, listening to WSJM. Hey, Bill. Uh. This is Dale, actually, not oh, Bill. I apologize, but... Dale. Go ahead, no, sir. All right, it's not your fault. Um, the guy who was out on the tractor uh, planting in the fields, he probably has a GPS system that's steering the tractor and all that good stuff. Anyway, besides that, uh, Roundup Ready, uh, like some of the he was saying, it washes off. It's that it doesn't get to the seed, so you're not going to ingest it from the seed. It's not. It's a non-systemic uh, herbicide. Uh, I had a meaning when you say it's non-systemic, meaning the roots don't suck it up. It just it only goes in through the the leaves of the plants. Uh, it doesn't. It does not. Okay. It's it's only there to kill the weeds. But how does it get into the weeds? Doesn't it go in through the the I guess the leaves, the leaves and weeds? But the, the soybean plant has and the corn plant has. A gene which does not allow it to penetrate the plant. Gotcha. Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Back to, uh, let's see, what was my point? Uh, Organic. Organic farmers use a lot more pesticides than you think. They use the BT uh, pesticide, which one of the guys was talking about, BT corn, Mm -hmm. uh, worm-protected corn. Uh, they use, you know, several uh, pesticides and herbicides. You'd think organic. Well, they don't use anything, but they do. Julie, I, I was actually, yeah, I, I don't buy organic vegetables because I don't trust the label organic. It's always been my it's, understanding. It seems like a scam to me. Yeah, it's, it's been my understanding that uh, with organic, all that means is that government approved organic pesticides have been used, whatever mm-hmm. that means, and I don't trust You have to pay a $2,500 uh, to get 2500 bucks to 5000 bucks to get certified by supposedly the federal government. Yeah. Huh. Uh, doesn't mean you follow the rules. I 
I grow things for farmers markets, and I do not use herbicides or pesticides. I hoe the weeds, you know, wow. physically. So. Old school. Old school stuff. I have a personal I, garden, and I do the same thing, but, but, I, fact, but it's just for me. Right. Well, the facts are, though, you know, herbicides and pesticides came about because hoeing just isn't efficient, right? I mean, you. Well, right. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And I do use some here and there if I have to, if I get an infestation of mm-hmm. insects. Okay. Is it the crop or. Right. Do you, if you're planting things. a whole field of uh, of crops, do you want to not use insecticide and take the risk that you're going to lose the entire uh, crop? No, of course not. You want to use the inse- right. insecticide so you can then deliver the product to market where people can then wash their food before they eat it, right? Right. And most likely, at the times uh, you're spraying for insects, uh, pesticides, uh, it's way before the fruit is right. actually formed. So, which, which is what uh, the last caller had pointed out, or one of the recent callers had pointed out, which is a great point. So the, you're saying the fruit rarely, if ever, touches, uh, even connects with a pesticide. Correct. Love it. Thanks uh, for the info, man. Anything else you want to share? Uh, no, but most uh, farmers are uh, licensed, and they have to, by law, use correct Pesticides, uh, herbicides, uh, you know. Uh, also, hey, what about the uh, the mongering around uh, Monsanto and the Terminator gene and, and going around and decimating all these poor farmers' crops, allegedly, you know, in places like India, for instance? Don't you think that uh, that's a bunch of nonsense? I, I'm not that familiar with Monsanto because I don't use... Roundup ready seeds, so I but haven't if, really thought. Like too for much instance, about like it. if you were considering it, and a neighboring farmer told you, "Hey, man, I tried that uh, Monsanto Terminator seed, and it totally decimated my farmland." You know, would <laughs> would that make you want to go out and buy Monsanto's product? I have a farmer on three sides of my farm that farms by a thousand acres, and they use Roundup ready. I don't know if they use Monsanto seeds or not. Bill, but, thanks uh, for the info, man. Really appreciate hearing yeah. from you. More coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, only moments remain, enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now, 855-453, SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Now, of course, we've been talking about big corporations here like Monsanto, evil companies that want to control the world, and they may very well certainly do some horrible things with patent law and allegedly hurt small farmers as well. Of course, we also know the system is uh, is cut out against small farmers because the big farmers, well, control the system. And that creates problems. However, there are still some companies out there and some farmers and some folks that are doing it the right way. And so a lot of companies, as you know, they get bigger. They lose their passion and their mandate. It's not the case with O'Neill Coffee. It's a third-generation family-owned business. They still roast each batch 
with the finest beans and utmost care. They have more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. And their house blend is the kind of cup of coffee that has been enjoyed in this country for decades. Now, to show the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support great coffee craftsmanship over at uh, their website, which you can get to by going to coffee.freetalklive.com. That's coffee.freetalklive.com. Again, our toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. We continue with you and your thoughts. Josh in Alabama. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. I think we had some phone trouble with you before. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Excellent, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I'd just like to point out that we have 7 billion people on the planet, and each person requires about 1,100 calories a day to live. Uh, Genetically modified foods make it easier for us to carry this population load on the planet. Mm -hmm. And with exponential growth, we're going to need exponentially more production out of existing farmland, which never increases. Uh, As we use more and more nutrients from the soil, we have to leave larger and larger amounts fallow for longer periods of time. Um, we need pro. We need we need GMOs to make enough food to feed the amount of people we have. That's that's I think the most I think it's the strongest pitch for genetically modified food uh, that it that is a, a allegedly putting food in hungry people's mouths. And to me, I'd much rather have people eating genetically modified food, regardless of whatever the fear mongering is out there about it, uh, whatever risks there are involved. I'd much rather have people with their with food in their bellies than starving to death. I agree. I completely agree. I would also like to point out that the people who are so concerned about GMOs are really focusing on the wrong group of people. Who they should be looking at is overconsumption of beef, which uh, eats up lots of farmland that would be much more easily used to grow non-GMO food if they want to. Um, that, that's the problem is that we, we're very, very poor at our management. Well, I think one of the problems is uh, is the fact that the government's out there backing up people like Monsanto and essentially giving them the enforcement mechanism and the laws to, uh, like the patent laws, to essentially have a lockdown on fruits and vegetables. I mean, it's crazy that anybody could patent, uh, you know, a fruit and or a vegetable or, st- or some strain and and prevent people from growing it. That's really dangerous. Right, 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 and not yeah, right, and the fact that one that the government is so in bed with large corporations like this uh, is problematic because control of food supplies ultimately control of everything on the planet Earth because it's the most important thing, um, and it's kind of it's kind of odd to think about such involvement between new forms of production of food upon which we're going to become reliant uh, when world population hits a certain point. And a large, overarching government agency working as closely as the two. Josh, I want to thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we continue here. I want to give you a little bit more about what we'd originally discussed. Uh, this Massachusetts cupcake ban, basically. They're banning all kinds of fun foods from uh, Massachusetts schools. They It's going into effect on August 1st, and bake sales are going to be a, a no-no. Uh, any kind of candy fundraising may be off the table. 
They are definitely going to be locking down cafeterias, vending machines, no more fun foods, all you know, all allegedly healthy foods. Uh, going to be available in these Massachusetts schools. And a lot of parents are upset. I mean, they're pointing out here that they're involved as parents in their child's school and they go to the PTO meetings or PTA and they have fundraising events like a bake sale from time to time to try to make money for whatever clubs or things the kids are doing. And they're basically pointing out who's going to who's going to order veggies through, you know, door-to-door sales. It's just not You can't force people to be healthy. No doubt. It's a decision that you have to make on your own. And that's, of course, government believes that force works all over the place, and that's why they're trying this. Uh, and so there are a number of parents who are critiquing this, as pointing out here, and Middleborough School Committeeman Brian Giovanni, whose board will discuss the mandatory meal makeover on Thursday, says, My concern is we're regulating what people can eat, and I have a problem with that. I respect the state for what they're trying to do, but I think they've gone off the deep end. I don't want someone telling me how to do my job as a parent. Is the Commonwealth of Massachusetts saying our parents are bad parents? And according to the Department of Public Health and Education, one of their doctors on staff, Dr. Lauren Smith, she or he told this uh, reporter that we're not trying to get into anyone's lunchbox. We know that schools need those clubs and resources. We want them to be sure and have them, but to do them a different way. We have some incredibly innovative, talented folks in schools who are already doing some impressive things who serve as incontrovertible evidence that, yes, you can do this and be successful at it. State senator uh, who's in charge here of this particular committee said that the problem of overweight children has reached crisis proportions. She says if we didn't have so many kids that were obese, we could have let things go. But this is a major public health problem, and these kids deserve a chance at a good, long healthy life. And they'll just go home and eat ding-dongs and ho-hos. Well, that's until they're banned from store shelves. That'll solve that problem. You know, what pisses me off about this, honestly, is that if the government really actually cared about obesity and keeping his kids healthy and stuff, they wouldn't subsidize certain foods like corn, for example, Mm -hmm. to make it so cheap that uh, they put it in everything like corn syrup. You know, they make this fake sugar. There's a lot of evidence that says that that makes kids very fat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if the government really cared about the kids, they would completely get out of the food business and they would stop subsidizing these foods so that they become artificially cheap And then everything would kind of even out and the market would be able to decide if people want non-GMO foods, for example, they would be able to purchase them. So on one side, you still can, but they're artificially the price range is artificially inflated. So on one one side, you've got the federal government subsidizing mega corporations and creating a lot of these dangerous chemicals and, and food substitutes. Yes. On the other side of it, you've got state governments and probably the federal government to some extent as well, mandating against some of these very same foods that they are actually encouraging to be right. produced. They're hypocrites. They're so heavily involved. In, I think corn is the biggest, soy is the other thing. Anyone who has never done this, go to the grocery store and what you would normally buy, look at the ingredients and tell me what percentage of what you buy doesn't have corn and soy in it. Those two things are in everything. Try to eliminate it. It's very difficult. You say you've done it, though. I would say that I'm like 95% of what I eat does not contain any corn or soy. On principle, just because it irritates me. But you know that they're going to come down even harder. Like, they're going to ban these foods from the schools, 
and then if it's still a problem, and it will be, as you point out, because kids are going to go home, they're going to you know get a bowl of sugar like that. One of our uh, earlier callers just eat the sugar straight or whatever. Kids are going to have what they're going to have. So that's where Massachusetts, again, this is a place where the one state where they actually have the government-run mandated insurance. So everyone has to be on the government's insurance program or one of the private insurers in that state. And so it's going to be easy. The more the government takes over health care, they're going to be able to look at people and say, hey, you know, it's worked when we banned it from schools. So now we're just going to go ahead and ban it from your homes. And we're going to do that by banning it from the stores. You know, actually, in California somewhere, they banned uh, like vent stuff and junk food in the vending machines. And they had parents passing like boxes through the fence of and kids were selling them like candy bars and stuff. I bet. So black if that happens, candy. there's going to be black market ho-hos up here in New Hampshire. Absolutely. Let's go to Shadow in Huntsville, listening to WBHP. Hey, Shadow. Hey there. Well, I'm see this almost uh, a thing right here. So I'm just listening, y'all. Change my subject. I feel like I'm living in an occupied country, occupied by a tyrannical, oppressive foreign power. How do you feel? I really think it's a, a domestic power, personally, but it's power, and it is an occupation, and they are tyrannical. Well, to me, they're a foreign power because I live in the South, and I consider myself living in an occupied country anyway. So I can understand exactly why the whole world out here hates our guts, man. No doubt about that, and that's why I think it's important to uh, promote secession, and I hope you'll do it down there in, uh, in Huntsville. And thanks for the call, Shadow. Appreciate hearing from you. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. We'll join you again uh, tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, write to Derek J. He is now available at mailtojail.com. You can write to him absolutely free. But if you get a chance, send a few bucks to Mail to Jail because they're doing great work. All right, see you tomorrow night. freetalklive.com. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.